Welcome to Kashrus on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus Magazine. And tonight's show, the fourth we've had about Pesach, we're going to have a very interesting show because there are at least three or four different parts to it. <clears throat> we have, are going to be mentioning first about a new company, and uh, afterwards we're going to be talking about a new product, and we have a guest. And then we're going to go into some of the things for the Seder, uh, the Haseba and the, uh, the, the Dalad Kosos, what you're supposed to drink, how to drink, and some of the other Shilas, and then we'll open the phones up to your calls. But for right now, just sit back and relax. And if you want to text us, you always can at 347-927-8398. And we welcome on this show a, a, a new sponsor, uh, Pardes Farms. You know, we talk a lot about uh, bug-free insects, uh, you know, uh, bug-free foods. And um, we, we even have a website called bugfreekosher.com. That's the name of the, the, the site, bugfreekosher.com. This past year, a new company started producing greenhouse vegetables. Pardes Farms is, now has 16 products. They are broccoli, cauliflower, spinach, and kale. These are all frozen products. And they come in, as I said, uh, 16 varieties. means that certain mixtures, uh, certain cuts, uh, but they're all these uh, IQF, very high-quality products uh, and vegetables. And this is, uh, this is a, big, a big chiddish, as you're going to see in a moment. They also have, and this is the first ones in the Frum community to have this, they have microwavable packaging, which means to say you don't have to take it out, you don't have to put it into anything. You can take the vegetables and put them straight into the microwave in the plastic that it comes in because it's microwavable. That's only on three items presently. They'll probably be having more. Uh, but, the, but these are, this is, as I said, cutting-edge kind of uh, service that they give you at Pardes Farms. And now, just this past week, actually just this week, I'm sorry, just this week, they're introducing strawberries. And strawberries are extremely hard to get 100% clean. Anybody who is in the field knows that. It's extremely hard to make it 100% clean. However, there is a process here that they're using at Pardes Farms that's able to do it. And I'm going to describe a little bit as we go along. And these, uh, these strawberries are kosher Pesach. I didn't get a chance to visit Pardes Farms itself but I did watch a number of videos uh, showing the entire production at the plant. I saw the greenhouses, and these are specially constructed greenhouses with three doors. At the best, the others usually have two doors. One door is not smart. Two doors is, is pretty standard in greenhouses today, but they're using three doors. That means it's an additional precaution that insects shouldn't be able to get in. But I think if our, re our listeners know that even with the best washing techniques, you cannot make a totally clean product without using special greenhouses for the growing. So that's why it's such an important part of the production of these vegetables and now the, the uh, strawberries. The same kind of thing is being used for the strawberries. The Part A system includes the following. Number one, the seeds. The seeds that they use have been bathed in a protective anti-bug solution. Number two, the ground. Now, in certain con parts of our world, you can't produce 12 months a year. 
what they do is in the very hot season, the very cold season, they don't re they don't grow. But what they do is they uh, they prepare the ground. So, for example, in the very hot season, what they'll do is that they'll 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 take uh, sheets of plastic and they put it all across the ground, and the sun's rays hit that plastic, and it burns the ground. So the ground has been completely depleted of any insects in that area. Now, you do insects come in, but you started the ground ready for the growing season. Now, what happens is you start with a, a product that you get clean. You make sure that no insects get in because these are greenhouses that have to be protected. We're going to discuss it. You have to protect those greenhouses. But once, they do, you, uh, once an insect gets in, you have a problem. So you have to keep the insects out. And then you have to do a very clear washing. So listen to what they have here, what, what uh, Pardes Farms has. First of all, the greenhouses use a special plastic, specialized plastic mesh. They have mashkichim that make daily rounds. So because they have a number of greenhouses, not just one. They have special traps to stop the insects from coming in. And uh, they have an agronomist. You look it up in the, in the dictionary if you're not familiar with what it is. An agronomist who they used, who was the same person who instituted the whole greenhouse situation in Israel. He is the founder of all, that, all those greenhouses. And he, you know, which, which became very famous in Israel. And uh, he's a religious Jew from Eretz Israel. And they, they use him as their agronomist for, for, raising the, uh, for, ra for raising the different vegetables. The products are also grown 15 minutes away from the processing plant. This is all part of what they do at Parde's Farms. The wash, I saw the videos, and they are very intense and very aggressive. There were three, we'll call them jacuzzis, and there's a whole set of rollers that the strawberries have to pass over. They go through. It's a long tunnel, and it, uh, you'll see, if you'd see it, uh, I mean, I saw the videos, you can see it's a very long run, and that means more exposure to the water, and three washings, and, you, and you, the, the rollers uh, really do a job at removing almost everything. Now, one thing I saw, which was very interesting, they have when, uh, when they, at one point, they push off the top water. And I asked, what was that for? They said, because... If any insects are here, which we hope they're none, but if any insects are here, they float to the top of the water, and then pushing that water off gets them away from the uh, strawberries. And what happens afterwards is that they are immediately frozen in IQF. They're, they're immediately frozen IQF. Uh, and as I said, it's the, you know, that, that itself is, is, a, is a very interesting thing. I don't know if you're familiar with IQF. I'm only slightly familiar with it, but... It, it maintains that the things don't merge together, that it actually the, the different um, strawberries are kept separate. Now, how could you know, or me, how could I know, that Pardes Farms products are what we call kosher, meaning bug-free? Well, they, first of all, they have two ashkachas. The ashkacha of the CRC, which is the Hisachta Sarabonim from Williamsburg, and they have the ashkacha of Rabbi Mordechai Gross, who was the head of the Chanichei Hayashivas in Eretz Israel, and he himself had started Sheiris Yisrael, which is a fantastic organization, and he is a Pesach who has written over 50 Sephorim, 
That's where Mordechai Gross, a very, very well-known name in Israel. The real way that we could know that Pardes Farms is producing good quality vegetables and now, uh, uh, now with the uh, fruits as well is that the stores, when they take the product in, first they have to check it. There's no way in the world for, for the stores to take it in just like that. Now, there are some stores that have mashkichim and hashkochos that they sell everything. You could technically see a whole lineup of different vegetables in that store. But some stores are very exacting and wouldn't take the products in until they examine them, sample them quite uh, significantly, and then made a decision to take them into the store. There are very demanding hashkachas on some of the supermarkets. They have very well-trained mashkichim, and they want to utilize them to make sure that nothing is sold in their store that isn't appropriate for us to buy. So that itself, I think, is the best sign. And I know that over the years, what I saw myself is that the, uh, I, I saw myself that the, that they, when they've done that kind of work at the supermarkets, they've discovered problems with some of the products that we get. And whether it hits the fan and people know about it or I just I find out about it, but what happens is it goes back to the company and the company has to straighten up or they cannot bring the product into the store. So actually, the, be- the best hashkacha is the checking that's being done by, the, uh, by, the, by these supermarkets that we Baruch Hashem have created. So that's a, a very interesting part of the deal. And another thing I want to tell you is that if you will check, I can't promise it, but I would say that from the information that I was given, that in every single store, you will see Pardes Farms being sold for a lower price by 50 cents or a dollar than any other frozen vegetable. So, you know, the, the comparables. And, but that's not even fair either because... Because Pardes Farms always uses 16 ounces, and some of these uh, different uh, companies have started to use 14-ounce packages. So when you're comparing the price, first compare the, the ounces and then compare the price. And I think you'll find out that Pardes Farms is definitely competitive with everybody out there in the field. And Pardes Farms is at all the supermarkets already. If you'd like to order bulk, if anybody wants to take it into their store, or you have a need for bulk, whether it's a restaurateur or caterer, then call Golden Taste at 845-356-4133 and choose option one for sales. That's 845-356-4133. Or you can email them at sales at goldentasteinc.com. That's sales at golden tasteinc.com. And uh, this Pesach is a good time for your family to try something new. High-quality, full-flavored strawberries. Just let them partly defrost, and you can eat them right that, that way without doing anything to them at all. They taste delicious. And if not, you can put it as a snack, or you can put it into one of your desserts. So again, if you'd like to reach Golden Taste, it's 845-356-4133. Choose option one or contact sales at goldentasteinc.com. And this is our new spot, one of our sponsors, which we hope to be having in the future. It's Pardes Farms, P-A-R-D-E-S Farms. I think you'll find their products amazing. And now we're going to go on with our show. Um, we're expecting our, another guest. That, did she come? She's here? Okay, so let her, let her come in. We have a guest. She's here? Okay, come on in. 
Um, we have a special guest today. Uh, another another person is interested in, in, in getting out the word about some of the things that they are doing. So we have today, uh, from Israel actually, although well, she lives here now, I have somebody uh, for, who represents the, uh, the Carmel Direct Company, Kitchen Clique, located at 3009 Avenue L, uh, is running a special, and we're going to see about here about it today. And they're having a demonstration on Wednesday from 12 to 3. They're having demos, and it's a good thing to see, even, uh, to see this, this product because it's really very interesting. Kitchen Clique is located at 3009 Avenue L. Telephone 718-692-2260. You can look them up on the line at Kitchen Clique. That's C-L-I-Q-U-E dot com. For all your Pesa giftware, cookware, and kitchen gadgets and small appliances, all to help you prepare for Pesach, Kitchen Clique features a full array of Michael Aram giftware and Annie Glassware. Right now, we have this guest, who is Ilanit Habot, from the, who is the U.S. Sales and Marketing Director for Carmel Direct. They're the makers of the new and exciting Master Slicer. It's a manual tool for preparing all your salads, a, revelation, a revolutionary tool that's so easy that the children and elderly can use it also. It's very popular in Israel, where they've sold over 600,000 in the last three years. The, the Slicer has been just introduced here in the United States, and Miss Habot will be doing dem demos at the Kitchen Clique, that's 3009 Avenue L, on Wednesday from 12 to 3. There's a, a savings at the, on the, we have a price on that? Uh, yes, it what costs uh, $49.99, but for the uh, promotion for a coming Wednesday, everybody will come to the store, we'll get 10% off. And I know that they are planning a free raffle uh, of uh, the Master Slicer, so... Um, whoever will come at this time will be admitted to the raffle. That's a very good. That's a very good thing. That save ten percent and also possibility of winning one of these free. At Slicer is a very unique thing. That's what we're here, we're here to learn about. Um, Mrs. Miss Habot, please tell our listeners just what Master Slicer is and uh, why they're going to have one. Have one. Uh, first, thank you for inviting me. I'm uh, very happy to be here and pleased. Uh, the Master Slicer is. Um, basically a manual food processor that you can chop and uh, almost every every vegetable and fruit. It has also other functions as the whisk um, for egg whites, for uh, whipping cream to making your own dressing, and also uh, a herb spinner to dry herbs as dill, parsley, cilantro, etc. It also have uh, on the top um, an egg separator uh, to separate the eggs and uh, doing meringue, it all happens at the same bowl. Is this something that you need, I mean, uh, uh, somebody who knows a lot about the kitchen, or is this something that anybody could do? Any, everybody can do it. Anybody no tricks, can do no it. tricks. No tricks. It's so simple that when I do the demos, everybody asks me, are you a chef? You are probably a professional. And I am not. I am not. I am doing sales and marketing, and everybody are amazed to see how it happens And so you fast. told me we could put together an entire salad by putting it all into the bowl and then just using the mixer. Correct. I mean you the slicer. The, the trick is that you place the bowl into the base very easily, uh, lock it to the base, add all your ingredients to the bowl at the same time. Um, like, for example, if you like to make the Israeli salad, tomatoes, cucumbers, 
uh, onions, um, uh, radish, whatever you like inside. And in nine seconds means four to five rounds of the handle. You will get we turn the handle four or five times and it'll be finished? Four or five times and it's done and you have a salad. Unbelievable. Uh, we, we, oh, yeah, wanna, you want to show me? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, there is a question. I, I know uh, people, I, I try to find out a little bit about this. For, oh, this nice little, uh, nice little uh, thing here. It's, very, it's a nice sized um, bowl. Uh, and, and I think you can do the whole salad in there at one shot. Oh, yes. The, the people want to know about Shabbos and Yom Tov. I, I looked into it and I found out that, like everything else, it's a Shiloh. Some people held this way and some people held that way. So really what you have to do is buy this thing and then you'll be able to discuss it with your Rav and, and, make, and he'll be able to make a decision probably if he sees it or if you describe it to him. I see there's a little way to attach it to the table right. then makes it very uh, convenient. Mm -hmm. And uh, then it simply uh, turns the thing around uh, and it... Correct. Uh, it attaches to any counter with uh, four um, suction cups that are very good. I'll show you that I'll add a whole tomato, whole cucumber, okay? I brought with me some cabbage. Uh, it's all washed, by the way. Uh, a piece of onion. They cannot uh, I'll step it, away. Right? <laughs> yes, but you know, we are Israeli and we like to teach. We love, we, we love onions. <laughs> we love onions and we love to talk about the five colors diet. Uh, right, means right, sure, that sure. when you eat all, all the calories of the vegetables, um, that's the, the healthiest. Of, uh, the the, healthiest. I, I, try, I try to do it. Yeah. Correct. Now let me see how this works. Okay. Let's We're just see putting the cover on now. Have, uh, Did you put the battery in? There's no battery. <laughs> yes, my battery is in my hand. It's manual. There's no batteries <laughs> and there's no electricity. No, just, just let me see if know. I can do it. Uh, yeah, you know, you're, we're good. Here. Yes. Okay. So you move the handle back and forth, and one, two, three, and let me show you. Unbelievable. Well, do, you, do we have a salad? Absolutely. Here? It is the fastest thing I ever saw. I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> How much time did it take uh, me? Uh, 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 seconds, Mom. Seconds. Unbelievable. Seconds. Unbelievable. Now imagine yeah. that you cook for Shabbos. You don't cook for Shabbos, right? right like your right. wife does. And she chops a lot of onion for satay, oh, for the meatballs. For I can't smell it when you have the cover on. Right. And it's it's... Right. It's very, very uh, clear, but, uh, but when you take it off, we, get, we know it's an Correct. onion. <laughs> Correct. It's an onion. You can cover it. It has a lid. It uh, has a special lid. That a you special can... lid that can go to the refrigerator if you travel. So you can use it actually it. this way. This, and this is convenient for a picnic or for any, when you're traveling any place. Correct. We don't like to take our salads ready from home. Mm -hmm. So we take the vegetables whole, fresh, washed uh, from home and do the salad on spot. And you saw that it took me literally five, eight seconds to, to, uh, to, to, chop, to, to chop it, to chop it and to make it. You can do an Israeli kibbutznik salad. I mean, Correct. <laughs> no, for, the, uh, for our listeners, Israeli kibbutznik salad is a tiny, tiny piece. Well, look at the side. He didn't see it. If you go further, yes. uh, it will be, it will chop more, finer. Yeah, yeah. I didn't chop it. Okay. Yeah. So wow. take a look. A yes, few more I rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trick. Yeah. The trick is that with every every 360 degrees that you do with the handle, the 
inside part as the blades or the whisk or the spinner will do five rounds, almost five rounds. So this is the trick. It's an American registered patent. People need to know that it's not pending and right. it's, it's registered already. And we give one year warranty. I'm here. I'll tell us. you, what, I, <laughs> we have it here in the studio on a table and it is solid. It doesn't move. Solid. It doesn't move. I mean, you, oh yeah, you have the suction cups on the bottom, and it's the only uh, move that the monitor moves. Correct. <laughs> Correct. The nice. suction cups are great. Well, do you have any of the other parts of it? I just wanted to see, yes. but some of the other things sure. I don't. So the other parts are the whisk that replaces the okay. uh, three blades inside. This is not a metal thing. This is a plastic this thing that 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 has holes in it, and it and it will do what the whisk does. Correct. It, right. it goes very very fast, so you can do the, your own dressing. You can foam. Uh, white, the, the egg whites, or do uh, the whipping cream. And this is the uh, the dryer, spinner, the dryer, yeah. the spinner. And the lid is very important, as I see. I, I'm getting calls from people, and they say, you know, I chopped the salad, and I took it oh, with that's me. A, that's you know, fantastic. Which is fantastic, correct. I think, it, I think it's, it's anyone who comes to see it on Wednesday, it'll sell itself. Why don't we just mention it again? <laughs> uh, we're showing it at Kitchen Clique, located at... 3009 Avenue L, and uh, from 12 to 3 on Wednesday. You can buy it any day, but you can actually see that uh, it, it, that we're gonna it's gonna be demonstrated with Miss Habot is gonna come there. Ilani Habot is gonna come there, and for three hours you can ask her all the questions, see all the techniques, make all the different foods. And I, 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 I she told me what's very interesting is that she invited different people up, children. Older people, elderly, and uh, you know they're a little intimidated until you do it. But then it just takes one second. It's very, very simple. It's very important for us to talk about the philosophy behind this uh, behind this very simple tool uh, that developed for years, but uh, got to the point that uh, it's perfect now. As children that are involved with making their own food yeah, uh, sure uh, get to eat you know, this food. And we know that these days the children do not eat enough raw vegetables and fruits. So when they turn the handle, it's like a game for them. And they get attached, they get involved, and they eat the food. Another uh, community that you just described is the elderly people. And I get a lot of response for them. They are telling me, we cannot hold the knife anymore to cut for ourselves the, the salad, and this one solved the problem because we put all the vegetables inside, we don't touch the blades anymore, and we have a salad that we love to eat. So I think we, we've, we've explained it pretty well, and I think anyone who wants to know more should come down to Kitchen Clique mm -hmm. at 3009 Avenue L on Wednesday from 12 to 3. I'm sure they can check out all the other items there because there's an amazing assortment and if you haven't gotten everything that you need for Pesach, this is definitely a place. And it's a good gift items in there as well. And if you want to call them, it's 718-692-2260. And uh, you'll speak to Mr. and Mrs. Sprecher. Thank you very much Correct. for joining us tonight. Thank you very much, Rabbi. You see, this is, this is Israeli patent, you know. This is not a question, you know. <laughs> it's uh, well, an it's, American it's, patent. You know, but it's really idea. 600,000 people bought it in Israel. Wow. In three years, it's a real item. Yeah. Every third kitchen in Israel 
has the mustard slicer in it. Uh, in the so there are people can just call up Israel, their relatives in Israel, and ask about it. And <laughs> you know what? Many people call me and tell me, I wish to know that it sells here in the U.S. And, you know, nowadays when you can take only one suitcase with you uh, back and forth, you know, um, when you fly there, you don't have room anymore. So I can ship it to you. And you can get it from Kitchen Click, of course, that they get, they give the best uh, customer service, and uh, they take care of their. And clients. you're going to save some money if they come down on Wednesday, and they have a chance of winning Correct. one. It packs very tight, very very, very small, very and small. and yeah. yet it, yet the bowl is large, and it's enough for people for the whole family for a salad. Yeah, we do. I I just uh, as a tip, um, I take a whole cabbage, for example, and chop it and make three salads for Shabbos. One with a mayo, one with, uh, you know, a sesame oil, uh, different salads, and they serve three different salads in seconds. Unbelievable. Which, uh, and uh, the ideas are endless, including uh, mashed potatoes, etc., etc. And people will come and get my ideas there. Okay, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you okay. very much, Rabbi. It was a pleasure. And now we're going to go on to the rest of our yes. show. One second. Yeah, Before the, uh, the question about who is the kashrut of the vegetables, the, the new uh, sponsor? Oh, there are the two ashkachas. Okay, the, the CRC from, uh, that's the Hishakta Sarabonim from uh, Williamsburg. And the other one is Rabbi, uh, uh, we mentioned uh, Rabbi Mordechai, um, <laughs> my, my memory. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Rabbi Mordechai Gross, okay. who is a poisek in Eretz Israel, okay. he actually—I I mean, I've seen pictures of him in, in at all the meetings for the, you know, for the base for the badats and for other people. It's, he's very, very well expected over there. Okay, thank okay, you. Thank you very much for joining us today. And now we're going to go on to the rest of our show. Today we're talking a little bit about the uh, the seder itself, and if I get a chance to do. A, few of the things fine if not whenever you'll call uh, I will uh, be able to I will be able to uh, answer your questions the um, the topics we wanted to discuss are the four cups and the other question I was wanted to discuss was the, uh, the was the wines the drinks whatever we're going to use for the four cups and also for the Hasebe one thing I'd like you to know and, 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 and people, uh, people were asking me this question, and so I'd, I'd like to just make sure that everybody understands it properly. A few weeks ago or somewhere, I, I don't know if it was on the show, maybe it was in one of my shirim, but I mentioned that, the, that if, you, if a non-Jew touches or pours wine that is sweet wine, my Rebbe, Rav Zim in Zatzal, said that that doesn't make it treif. It doesn't make it stam yenam. So somebody came over to me this morning and he said he wanted to point out to me that, uh, that, well, that's true. It's only if it's fully sweet wine, meaning that a, a lot of sugar has been added. So I don't know if, what, how we had said it here or I had said it in my shirim. I really don't know who it was who heard this. But basically that's the answer, that you have to have where it's significantly sweet. There is dry wines and there are sweet wines. Now, some things are naturally sweet. They call naturally sweet Concord or something like that. that. If it's naturally sweet where no sugar has been added, then we're not referring to that kind of sweet. We're talking about something that's heavy. Like the old you know, kosher wines were always considered to be very sugar added. Those are the kinds of wines, and there are quite a few of them. I'm not going to discuss exactly which names now, 
those are the ones we have a sugar, significant amount of sugar added. And if you'll have a Shaila, you can discuss it with your own Rav. But definitely, if they have added a lot of sugar, it is not considered Stamyena. Would you, should you give it to the Goy? No, 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 no. You still should have a separation. We shouldn't be letting the non-Jews pouring the wine. And if, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying, but after the fact, if you were concerned, if long as it was, uh, as long as it was sweet wine, where it's significantly sweet wine, there isn't the concern. And what a lot of people do is they put things away, and you don't have to be worried that maybe somebody found it and maybe he did this. You don't have to make yourself crazy about it. The other thing I wanted to point out is that I got a call today. I mean, a letter. I got a letter today from the Department of uh, Correction in Colorado. And they were very upset. They were concerned that I sent a, a, a magazine to somebody who was incarcerated. And in the magazine, it's the Pesach issue, and in the magazine, it describes something about the making of wines. So I had to write a whole explanation of how this is not really teaching the people how to make wine, <laughs> because that's forbidden somehow for people who are incarcerated. So it was very, a very interesting situation. I tried to explain to them. We're only discussing the question of Mavushal, but we're not interested in telling people how to make wine. Now, without further ado, I want to discuss the halacha of the four cups. So let's zero in on what everybody should be doing. Everybody, man, woman, child, should be drinking four cups. And those four cups at the Seder should be in a way in which you do, you drink, if possible, half of the cup in one drink. If a person is taking wine and they're sipping the wine, according to many people, I would say most people, they're not Yotze. So therefore, you've got to try to drink it in a, you have to try to drink it in uh, half of the cup in one, one swallow. The rest of it, in another two, one or two swallows. It's appropriate to drink, if possible, the whole Revius, which is four and a half ounces. Or if you can't do the whole Revius, then at least you should do half of it, which is a little more than two and a half, about two and a half ounces. And that, that should be in one drink or one swallow, or if possible, if you have to, that it should go into uh, two or three swallows. But more than that, it shouldn't, it shouldn't take, because if it does, then you, then you have a problem with whether that's called shtia. Shtia means drinking, and it has to be, you have to drink in a manner that, according to the halacha, is considered drinking. You know that the people who are fasting on uh, Tisha B'av or, or, or Yom Kippur, that they are allowed to drink, uh, if they are sick, they're allowed to drink a little bit at a time. And that's not called drinking. So if you do that at the Seder, you also are not drinking. So you're not fulfilling the mitzvah. It's a Rabbanan, but you're not fulfilling the mitzvah. And therefore, the appropriate thing is to take something that you can drink. So we give in the magazine on page 40 and 41, we give in the magazine the recommended uh, re- recommended drinks. Number one, of course, would be just plain wine. But if you can't do that, then grape juice should be added to the wine. Make sure that the wine is at least, at least half of it is wine. Now, you don't have necessarily have to use the, 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 the wine with the most alcohol, but it has to give a little tinge of alcohol, otherwise it's not called cheiris, where Moshe Feinstein said. Uh, 
if you can't do that, <coughs> excuse me, then take wine with a little water added. But it shouldn't be too much because they've already added water to most of the wines. In addition, uh, you could use, uh, plain, if, if you want to, then plain grape juice. But even with grape juice, you have to drink a significant, this is a significant amount. And if, if you can't do just plain grape juice, then do grape juice and water. If you can't even do that, then they give uh, other recommendations, which are coffee and tea and, and uh, other, other kinds of uh, beverages. But I'm not going to go into that. You can discuss it with your rough. At least the concept is that you should try, if possible, that you're taking a, a, a beverage that you could drink relatively quickly. So, so it should be a couple of ounces within one sip or three sips maximum. That's not sipping, that's, that's drinking. The average person can take easily into their mouth an ounce and a half or more, so it's not a real issue, uh, but it has to be something you feel, you, feel fla- you feel easy for yourself. So to take a strong wine and then end up not drinking it according to the halacha, it, it's counterproductive. Of course, the man has to do has to drink his uh, four cups when he's reclining, and that leads us to the next topic. Although I don't know if I finished with this one, but the next topic is about leaning. Now, when we have leaning, a lot of people don't understand it. I can say that the vast majority of people are confused about this topic. What exactly it is, really, we all don't know. Because the old-style eating and reclining was lying down on a, on a bunch of couches, on a couch with the pillows underneath, which is not convenient for us. We've never eaten that way. It's very difficult. And you have to have a table in front of you. It ends up either somebody's going to have to serve you and help you, and it's going to be low, and it's going to be wrong, and there's not enough room for it, and everybody can't sit at the table that way. It isn't practical to do that. So what some people do, is they just lean. That isn't appropriate. To just lean to the left side is not what you're supposed to do. That's for sure. It's brought down in the farm that that's not acceptable. You'd have to drink again or eat your matzah again. But what you could do <coughs> is to lean to the left and recline on something. Now, what is that something? So I was trained. I mean, you may be trained differently. You, I was trained that you put a little chair next to you and you wrap your arm around that chair, you, put, you, you, you lay down your, your arm around that chair, and then you lean to the side, you're like lying down on the chair. The chair has to be lower than you're sitting on, otherwise you'll be re- reaching up. So it has to be a little lower than the chair you're on. This is not so inconvenient, it's a regular chair. And if you want to, which I do, you put, a, so you put some uh, pillows underneath your arm, so now you're actually reclining on pillows. But my Rebbe said, very important that your head should be resting on the pillow. So that I, what I do is I put a pillow on top, under, under my arm, and I put a pillow above my arm and rest my head on that pillow. That, that works for me. My Rebbe himself showed me how he does his seba in his house. He showed me that he, what he does is uh, he has a big easy chair, and he leans to the left side, and it's got cow- there's a lot of padding over there, and and so what he does is he'll 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 lean to the left side, and uh, and that way he's resting on the but he made sure his head is resting on the uh, on the pillows of the uh, of the easy chair. That's the key. 
The head is supposed to be reclining. And there has to be some, the appropriate thing is that there's some kind of uh, pillow or some cushion that is being used. It's supposed to be something that's, you know, feels good. In the, in the Mishnah, in Psachim, uh, on Sari Tessa, Mid Beis, where the idea of Haseib is introduced, it says that the poor man, now he doesn't have very much, so he has to be massive, he has to be able to recline. Now, how does he recline? So th- it said in, that he could recline maybe even on uh, you know, a, a bench if he doesn't have anything else, if he doesn't have any pillows. But that's not convenient for us either. The main thing is it has to be reclining, where the head is reclining, where it's similar to lying down. And what, 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 what happens very often is that people are not, con- they don't feel comfortable. And if they don't feel comfortable... They may not have gotten the mitzvah. It has to be an arrangement that is comfortable to you. Now, if you're rebellion, if you learned, if your parents, if your father taught you differently, I don't mix in. I remember on this show, when we first started, I think it was, was five years ago, I believe the first time I went ahead and I said something, and I realized it wasn't the right way to deal with it. I said, in the Gemara, it says the word yerek, and the word yerek is green, and it means a green vegetable, and that's what you should be using for karpas. And somebody called me up on the show, right there, and said, but my minig is to use a potato. So I said, but yarok is yarok. And then I realized when I went home that this is not the way, because there are minhagim, and we're dealing in a lot with, with minhagim. It isn't something that's completely one way or completely another way. My Rebbeim taught me green. His Rebbeim, his father taught him, you know, a potato. Probably in the communities where they came from, that was, was available. They didn't necessarily have green vegetables at that time of year. So you can't, you can't fault anybody when it comes to Benhagim. However, Haseba is a din, and you have to eat Haseba. Otherwise, you have to repeat what you're eating or drinking. Uh, not all the time, there's Shilas and Halach about the, the c- certain co- cups. I'm not going to discuss it now. I have it all in my magazine. We have a, an entire Seder of uh, how, to, how to conduct yourself with the Seder. We've been doing this for years. It's called the Seder Guide. Uh, that's on page 40 to 49 in the Kashras in the uh, Passover Guide. Anyway, what you have to do what your Rebbeim and your parents taught you to do. But if you want to look into the topic... Yes, we raised a, a question about how Haseba is properly done. So now, I, I Nisim is not right here. I'm going to try to find him. But uh, you're more than welcome to call in and to ask your questions on any topic dealing with Pesach. If, until we, we get any calls or anybody uh, texting in, I'll go on with some of my topics. But you can reach the studio now at 718-683-5858. You can call us now with your questions about Pesach. Hopefully, the Seder, some products you're interested in, whatever your concerns are, call us at 718-683-5858. And you can text us at 347-927-8398. Text us now, 837, I'm sorry, 347-927-8398, or call us at 718 718- Six eight three five eight five eight. And until we hear from you, I'm going to mention 
I'm going to mention, oh, there are, are people there? Nobody, okay. So when you, you let me know when somebody calls in. I want to mention something from the uh, Passover guide from the OU, which I, I know that Rabbi Rabinowitz mentioned it the other day when he was here, and I think I found it very fascinating. I want to mention what he was talking about, which was that they have a page, it's one page, page 17, where they give you a list of, of items that are commonly found in your house and tells you whether or not there are chametz in there. Now, how do they know? They know because they're giving hashkoch to the thousands and thousands of products. So they told you here a long list of things that are not chametz in them that many people have been throwing out and uh, or not, they're, they're worried that they can't, uh, you know, they think they have to sell it. At least you should know that you don't have to consider it kidneys. So, or I'm sorry, chametz. So let me give you a few of the items that they mentioned over here, which I found interesting. Uh, they mentioned the duck sauce, that there's no, there's no chametz in duck sauce. They mentioned ketchup, that there's no chametz in ketchup. They mentioned mayonnaise has no chametz in it. Mouthwash, no chametz in it. These are only, at worst, they are, are kidneyous issues. Um, probiotics, nothing. Pickles, no chametz in it. Rum, no chametz in it. We have to have kosher rum. Uh, soda's no problem. Tequila's no problem. Vinegar's no problem. Toothpaste is no problem. Vanilla extract is no problem. Tequila's no problem. That's because you also. But in other words, there's a slew of the things that we have in our houses that people have been worried about all the time actually have no chametz in them, and you just put them away, and that's all you have to do for Pesach. Now we're going to answer your questions. Go ahead. You're on Kashos on the air. Can we help you? Yeah, hi. Um, I'd like to know two things about using a charcoal, a new, a new charcoal grill or a gas grill, and if you're allowed to shut off the gas, or how, how do you go about using it on Yom Tov? On Yom Tov? You want to use a gas grill? Uh, you, you got big problems because you, because you can't turn it off. And you, you're right. not going to leave it on the rest of the whole yomta. That's ridiculous. Yeah, the only thing oh. you can do in these situations, which people do, I don't know the gas grills, if there's electric ignition or not. You have to be very careful. In today's world, there's electric ignition. And on your very expensive grills, you may actually have a computer adjusting the, t the, the temperature. We discussed that with the ovens a few weeks ago, and uh, that is a, a very, very serious issue today. So you really do need to know what's in your, in your gas grill. If, if you turn something on, what, what somebody told us a few weeks ago, actually a few months ago, we had Avram on here. He doesn't want his last name on, I think, uh, so I'm not going to tell you it. But he had, this Avram was a, is an electrician, and he told us that he uses a, uh, a Shabbos clock to turn off his oven on Yom Tov so that he will turn it on, and uh, or not, I mean, he'll adjust it, whatever he does, and then it turns off. So he uses it to turn it off. You have to be very careful. I, if you want to speak to somebody who's more familiar with it, that would be appropriate. If you need me to help you, you can call us at the office, 718-336-8544. Okay. And what about, what about charcoal, charcoal grill? But, it, but again, what are you going to do? You can't put the fire out. No, so that, that goes out itself. Well, the, I don't know uh, too much about the charcoal uh, the, there is the charcoal, there's two types of charcoal, the old style charcoal and the one that has like an, an igniter inside there. It seems to be that, I mean, unless there's something new that comes out when that, 
You know the charcoal I'm talking about? There's two types of charcoal. The plain right. old charcoal and the one that has like, it, it, it just touch it and it ignites. I don't know what takes place in that particular explosion of a fire. Is there something where it's, uh, wh- where you're doing something different? I don't know. Right now you're asking me on, and I haven't had a chance to think about it. But if you're talking about plain charcoal and you make a fire, you're, you're allowed to transfer fire from an existing fire on Yom Tov. No different than you could do uh, in your house. I mean, the old days, they used to uh, smoke. You should smoke now. But you, how do you get to turn your, to, to light your, your Shabbos lift the second night? You're taking from an existing flame. So obviously, if you take from an existing flame, you're, you're allowed to ignite things. That's what Yom Tov is. But, uh, but going off is a problem. And the problem with a lot of these things is that you don't want it to stay as high as it is, and it, it can get sticky. I, I don't think it would be very smart to, to engage in that. You might end up calling Goyim and to help you out. It might get be very sticky. Uh, experiment a little before Yom Tov, okay? Thank you. Thank you very much for calling. Yes, Good. Yes. You're on Kasha's on the air. Can I help you? You're on the air. Hello? Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, I'm on the air? Yes, you are. Oh, hi. Um, I have an elderly mother, and she has to take insure every single day. Um, so I was wondering, what do I do about Pesach? Well, what's it insure? Does it have comments in it? I don't know. Well, then you call the OU tomorrow, 212-563-4000. Now, I have their book, but you can go on the web, and even tonight, and you can look yeah. up on their book. But I, I'll, I'll see quickly... Uh, if I could find it, I have other people waiting, and I don't know, it's a little uh, sticky for me to look, start looking things up in the book. But right, you, you right. can get the book on their website. They, okay. You can get the entire book and a PDF. So why don't you do that now, and you'll check around in there, because they'll, they'll be able to mention it. I'm sure it's mentioned in there. The, the, right. Just go to ou.org. ou.org. And, you, and you'll, look, you'll see right away there, it mentions Pesach booklet, and you, when you get the PDF, and you can look through with that. But I can't do it Thanks. now. You were Thank you welcome. so much. Thank Call you so much. Appreciate it. Okay. Somebody, uh, somebody called just said that to mention that you, you said about the product that not, you know, not Hametz Gamu, but he said it's, and they said to mention that it's not Hametz Gamu, but it's, it's still as to sell them. That's what, I don't know. I, again, that you said that he, one of the, the guys that wrote this list. Okay, we, yeah, we, you we, have to sell them. It, if there's no chametz in it, you don't have okay, to sell it. Okay. You just put it away. Okay. I mean, if you uh, anything that has, uh, the, that no, the guy said it's not chametz Again, I don't. He didn't want to. No, no, to no, be no, on no, 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 no. That's not what it says here. They tell you when something is taruvos chametz, okay. and that when it's chametz gamur, that it, it's it, it mentions the whole thing very clearly okay. here. These are uh, the, these are items that they can say this, the chametz status is there's no chametz in it. And therefore, there isn't a shayla. But of course, you're not going to use it on, on yeah. Pesach. So you're putting it in the cabinet. Okay. You're selling everything in the cabinet. Okay. Go ahead, please. You're on Kashrus on the air. Can I help you? Yeah, hello? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I have a question. Let's say you have a sink that um, you put chametz in it because you have to wash it. You put chametz in it because you have, I didn't understand what you question. No, because you have to wash the sink. Right, you have to wash. Yeah. The f- I don't understand what okay. you're saying. I think I think that you no. wa- you wash the right dishes. Right every time you have to do right, right every time you do dishes, like um, let's say you let's say it's Shabbos and you it's after Shabbos and you wanna wash your chillin. The chillin is not kosher Pesach. 
Okay, but okay. So what you you have to cashew the sink after you after you finish with all the preparation and everything. You cashew the sink. Okay. Or, yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if if the young man no, understands yeah, what he's saying. He's asking. I, I think it have to. We have If you want, you can call me at our office. I'll talk to you at length about it. But it isn't clear what you're saying. Uh, our office number is seven one eight three three six eight five four four. I just want to. Oh, hold on. I just want to. Re- hold on. Okay. Yeah, but I'm not there now. Okay, you can hang on. If you want, you can call me. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, I just want to remind everybody that at Kitchen Clique on Wednesday, 3009 Avenue L, uh, they're having a demonstration from 12 to 3 that uh, Miss Habot is going to be there and is going to demonstrate the new product, Master Slicer. I also want to take off in one minute to, to read about uh, our other sponsor, which is Glotmart, conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M. When I think of Glotmart, I think of price, service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or a full wagon load, you'll save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmart. And it's a good time to, sh- to shop at Glotmart now. They have some amazing items on sale. Dogim Solid White Tuna in Water, two for $3, a dollar fifty each. Hadar pick- Dill Pickles or Gherkins, 32 ounce, one eighty nine. Unger's gefilte fish, five ninety nine. Idaho potatoes, two uh, five pound bags, two for three dollars. Extra large eggs, ninety nine cents. Family pack fillet steak, nine ninety nine a pound, and family pack beef stew, seven ninety nine a pound. And at Glatmart, the quality of meats is A one with kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vatikashas of Flatbush, with base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor, at Glotmart you're getting quality kashras. Glotmart is at 1205 Avenue M, meaning your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove and Glotmart, tell them you heard about Glotmart on Kashras on the Air over J Root Radio. I was trying to get uh, Dove to come on our show for a few minutes today, and the man is so busy, Baruch Hashem, this is, if not now, when, right? Okay, so we'll go to our, okay. our calls. I'll right, you on there. Okay, uh, English cucumbers that are wrapped with a, a long plastic wrap, do they need any special uh, things for Pesach? I don't think they do anything to that. Just put it inside. I, I can't imagine doing anything else. Because there anything inside the, inside no, the wrap I don't, I'm that sure they put not. those I, long English no, cucumbers? No, I don't think that I don't put anything in there. That's, that seems to be it's a, just a preservative. Like anything is wrapped in plastic. Okay, so that's okay. What I about Carbona silver wipes? I don't know. What, what is a Carbona silver wipes? In other words, the clean the leichters. The silver wipes well, to clean we the leichters. We, 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 we're very careful... We clean the leichter to use something always that's kosher and kosher of Pesach because of the chumras of Pesach. Technically, all these things cannot make anything treif and cannot make anything Pesach because it's nifsel mi'achil, it's kelev, it's not edible. But the appropriate thing is to get kosher and kosher for Pesach. Okay? Okay. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Go ahead. You're on Kashas on the air. Can I help you? Go ahead, please. Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Go ahead. Um, does weed need a hacker? Was what? Weed. Uh, this is the uh, OU. Uh, you, it's called OU. Ask them. I don't know what he's talking about. Okay, go ahead. You're on cash on the air. Go ahead, please. Hello? Yes, go ahead, please. You mentioned before that vinegar is not chametz. There are vinegars, right. unless they don't do it today, that are made from wheat. Right. 100%. But we're to- I, 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 I read from the OU book, and obviously they're talking about 
a plain vinegar which doesn't doesn't mention that it's distilled from this or that. In other words, what's the standard? They're telling you what the standard is. Can it technically be that in that in any of these things there's taruvas chametz? So it could be. Tahuvis is not the big issue. Sometimes it could be mamish. No, no, vinegar, you're right. That's more right. than tahuvis and it's made from wheat. A hundred percent, everybody so remembers. Says they should check, you should check beforehand to see what it's made from. Uh, absolutely. And but I, not and stop I, assume that it's not right. comments. I agree with you, and I, 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 I would adjust that. I, I'm going to bleed that. I'm going to inform the OU about that for next year. If anybody is old enough, and I think we are, you and I, that you remember when there was a vinegar scandal right before Pesach, it was the most disgusting thing, where we found, they, want, they found that, uh, that the vinegar wasn't a chametz issue, but it was a kashrus issue. So vinegar, uh, but vinegar, it, it's easy to find out whether it's this kind of vinegar or that kind of vinegar. I think it says on the label, but if your concern is that maybe it doesn't say clearly or accurately. Lavdavka says it directly on the label. It might be in the ingredients, and you have to look what it's made from. Okay. I thank the same you. thing applies to Marshall base. I don't know exactly, but uh, it's shared by pickles. All these things can have, theoretically, a vinegar that is chametz. I am going to contact the OU a blanket statement... Okay, I read it from the OU booklet on page 17, but Belie Nether, I will discuss it with them, and we'll, we'll, we'll get some clarification. Thank you very okay. much for the call. Tiska Lemitzvah, Chag Kashva Sameh. Go ahead. You're on Kashva's on the air. Can I help you? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. I'm asking regarding Pardis Farms. Go ahead. Sometimes there could be a company that's clean, but you still have to check it or wash it. Pardis Farms, you have to wash it or check it? Is that necessary? Listen carefully to what I'm saying. The question you're asking is not good. It's perfect. And it's, it really is gets to the cutting edge of the whole topic. There, I've mentioned it on the air many times. I'm talking about a sponsor or somebody that I, you know, I, I've spoken to and I've, I've seen the product and seen it and I'm excited about it, etc. But the question you're asking is very appropriate. There is a position, and my Rebbe held this way, Rabbi Avram Blumenkrantz, who puts out that, you know, he's not living anymore, but his son puts it out, but that booklet for Pesach, and the book for Pesach, the guide for Pesach that he puts out, he very strongly held that, let's say, for example, in a lettuce, you can't rely on cleaning by machine. In other words, if you're starting with a dirty product, you can't, you can't go just run, run it through washing and through this and through that and make it kosher. Because the problem is you're making a chazaka on your day machine. You're trying to change something from mir hamatsui to something that doesn't need bedika. And you can't do that. Once a thing is a mir hamatsui, then you have to go ahead and you have to check every leaf. Or in strawberries, you have to check every strawberry. Which is a tedious thing you never do. Maybe with the leaves you'd do it, but not with the strawberries. Anyway, what, what the Pardes Farms is telling you, and other companies, there's some companies, a few companies that could say this, what they're telling you is when it goes into the wash, we produce something that is not a miut hamatsui, which means it doesn't need badika. Now, we're going to go back one step. Isn't it true that this thing... And the rest of the world that needs to be checked, how could this be different? But that's the way it is in the world. There's a, in Europe, what they used to do was they eat vegetable, uh, fruits or vegetables, and then at a certain time, it would be announced 
they're finding insects, and people stopped that vegetable. And next year, they started it again to eat it, and they stopped after a certain point. Maybe some big tzaddik never ate anything. I don't know. <clears throat> I mentioned in my magazine about a big tzaddik, uh, the, the uh, Skol Yerebbe, uh, the previous Skol Yerebbe, who was makbid not to uh, eat anything in his lifetime that, was, that, need, that had these issues of, of, of insects. But the average person is, you know, uh, is very happy to have a company say, we don't have a miyud hamatsui, we don't have a significant uh, amount of insects before the wash. They, if they have a significant amount of insects before the wash, then you're going to find some afterwards, and, and the stores are going to find it. So that's, that's really the name of the game. Um, is there a reason not to use any of these? Yes. But then you, have to, you can't use anybody's vegetables and fruits you have to, uh, that, that have egg bugs in them. You have to check it for yourself. Yes, that w- there is a sheet to like that. And if you want to do that, that's a, a very ehrlich thing to do. But 99.9% of the people are not willing to do that today. They, they, they're going to find an answer. They're going to find their vegetables and their fruits. They're going to find their strawberries. They're going to have to choose between this company and that company. And from what I saw, this is a very solid company. Okay? Okay. Thank, thank you, for, you very thank much. Thank you for the call. Okay, go ahead. You're on, Kasha. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. Um, I think you're pretty sense. Don't all comments get stuck in your teeth and all that? Absolutely. You get stuck in your teeth, and then you brush your teeth, and it comes out. That's all? That's all. The problem is when you have, when you have braces. If you have braces, then you have to avoid eating hummets a little bit longer before because you've got to make sure it came out. And uh, give yourself a day or two. With that, where you don't eat any hummets, don't go to the last minute. But if it's, but otherwise. So what do I do, so what do, I do if hummets by mistake got stuck in my teeth and then I'm brushing my teeth on Pesach and then I see it? You're not going to have hummets on Pesach. You're not going to have any hummets in your house because it goes away after a couple of hours. When you wake up in the morning, if you didn't brush your teeth at night, but you got to brush your teeth at night as you brush in the morning also. But if you didn't brush at night, you won't find any hummets in your teeth in the morning. It's impossible. If you had a piece of tough meat at night, maybe you'll find a drop of the meat in your teeth. But you won't find cake and cookies and uh, bread in your teeth in the morning. Absolutely not. So you don't have to worry, but you should get in the habit of brushing your teeth. And before Pesach, if you rushed up and you had a lot of chametz on the Arab Pesach in the morning, because it's pretty late, you can eat till pretty late, so something or other, you can, you can have a whole big breakfast, you should be very careful to brush your teeth very well, and maybe use some uh, some uh, you know some kind of listerine or some other uh, thing in your mouth, and and of course toothpaste. Otherwise, you know uh, you're going to have you're going to have some chametz on your ha- in your teeth on Pesach, and you have to get a new toothbrush. Okay. Thank you for calling. Thank you for calling. Okay, we have a, that's it. No more. Thank you very much. I want to wish everyone a Chag Kasher V'Sameach. If you have any questions, call us at 718-336-8544. Take advantage of going to Kitchen Clique to see the demonstration on Wednesday. And uh, if you want to find out more about Pardes, start asking around. It's a very strong product.